0: Clock at 5. Pass is intercepted. Says a prayer. Stop it! Oh, please! What a catch! That's insane! That's insane! The game's final play is a Wilson lock to the end zone, which is more by Tate with Jennings simultaneous. Who has it? Who do they give it to? Touchdown! Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to simultaneous catch.
1: My name's Josh Lapping.
0: I'm missed you guys last week. Yeah, uh, sorry that we didn't crank out an episode, but uh, if you stuck with us this far, thanks.
1: (laughs) I think we were just too depressed.
0: Yeah, it was a rough division around the playoffs. It was not the best weekend in
1: football. No, it was not the best (laughs) weekend in football.
0: Just in overall football, but also in, we both went 0-4 in our picks. Yeah, and... Oh no, we did both go 0-4. Because we, we got the Saints right. We did we get one the Saints We went one in three.
1: <laughs> but for other reasons, we were kind of... Well, I mean, I guess it didn't matter at that point.
0: Don't even need to talk about it. Ah, uh, sad. Well, it started off really low, too, um, with that blowout of the Chiefs against the Colts, and I just... Yeah, so sad. didn't really recover from that. No, not at all. That was shocking. Just, I mean, to sort of... We're recapping the visual round because we weren't here with you guys chatting, but... Uh, yeah, that was kind of depressing. I really thought the Colts were going to come, come out with a lot more fire.
1: I mean, I did too. I guess it's not necessarily surprising right. I mean, to say so. I mean, yeah. it is a very young team at its core, and the Chiefs were able to really identify what they wanted
0: to attack and were able to do it right, very, very well. It's very true. So... And prop Sandy Reid for, for coming out with a nice game plan, without a doubt. But
1: I feel like... I don't know how you feel about moral victories and all that jazz and like okay. the Colts getting there and whatnot, but I really yeah. feel like it has to be impressive where they did get.
0: Oh, I, I love girl? the
1: video of Frank Reich that they were showing, like obviously when the Colts were, Colts were still in it and he was like, hey, this is where everybody had us ranked. It was 32 at the start of the year and whatnot. This and
0: so during the game?
1: No, like this is like a, I think it was after the Texans game oh, okay. where they were in the locker room and he pulled out a piece of paper and it was like. The power rankings. It was a big thirty-two in the Colts. colors. Like this is where they had us. Wow. And so I mean, yeah, that was where I don't. I would have never put them at thirty-two. Right. But (laughs) I mean, they had a lot to overcome. Yeah. And really, they have Andrew Luck and T Y. And then they have a bunch. Marlon Mack really turned it on. I don't think anybody even before he exploded probably thought he could do what he did turn out to do this year. But. Yeah, it'll be a fun off season. Off season, see what they do because they have all, all the things we've talked about over we're the past kind of, handful of weeks and whatnot. And they're, I think they're right there.
0: I think that this, and obviously we will talk a lot about the off season, especially when we get into it. But there are a lot of teams this year. I mean, in years past, there's always to me a handful of teams that are kind of total rebuild. But there aren't that many teams this year that are that way a handful uh, there may be a couple and even the ones like even even teams like arizona still have a lot of pieces on their team that if they could get some big names in there quick they could turn around the same say turn around and, and win the division and then make a push you know what i mean but they could turn around real quick and be a, an eight win team you yeah. know what i mean so it'll be very intriguing off season in terms of that i think so it will be fun yeah. but uh sort of wrapping up the division run anything else you want to Talk about or point out.
1: I mean, we can talk about a plethora of different things. I what really? <laughs> yeah, thanks. I, I remember what the games were. Well,
0: I didn't know if you could see it because all the games are here from like all the weeks. I'm like, they're right here. <laughs>
1: it goes without say that obviously we're disappointed about. Obviously, the result of the Chargers-Patriots yeah. game, but more so, whoa, I well, thanks just for just breaking our set,
0: destroyed our studio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> more so, just the overall performance, I guess. Yeah. They just, the offense, until really the second half, I was Say, and it until, became until a really kind of garbage game, time,
0: but, you know,
1: really couldn't get anything going, the 13. defense just wasn't able to put the pressure on, yeah. and I do think it's funny, like, they had, like, Joey Bosa mic'd up, and... He was complaining and talking to Brady. He's like, "Hey, hold the ball a little longer." He was just getting so worked up, and I think that's funny.
0: But obviously, like in the moment, it wasn't funny. But... Right, right. Um, yeah, that was upsetting too. The Eagles Saints game was pretty good. Yeah. That uh, the Cowboys Rams was not bad either. They both of those games came down to the last possession or two. Yeah, which you're was right. Cool, but uh, the if there's anything. Good to say about the divisional round is that it set us up for an incredible championship Sunday. We did have I some mean,
1: good championship Sunday sort of games.
0: Segwaying into into last week's games, it was a even though you know I went over two. I, well, obviously, we didn't really do pass picks, but I would have gone over two. I would have both. I was gonna say so we we both not been very good in these playoffs. Well, but uh, I mean, you went three one the first week.
1: So <laughs> that's not what I mean. mean. We were pretty close. Yeah, took being 2-0.
0: But regardless, uh, two incredible, even though, again, even though we both went 0-2, two just absolutely awesome football games, despite everything, and it was just a, a, a lot of fun to watch, and uh then we're going to segue into our first topic here about the end of the Saints-Rams game, because uh, there's a lot to digest about this one. Yeah. Uh, I feel kind of silly saying, for those of you who don't know, but for those of you who <laughs> don't know... <laughs> Tommy Lee Lewis was tackled basically on a route on a third down play when New Orleans was driving down the field. They, the game was tied at twenty, and it was a third down play, and the pass was incomplete. And since the NFL has released a statement that it should have been, I don't know if they released a statement, but the 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 refs association got off the phone with Sean Payton literally after the game and said that was a not only was that pass interference that should have been called, it was also like. Hamilton have contact and all that stuff. Yeah, there were about four fouls. <laughs> exactly. So, New Orleans is set up for a field goal. And then the Rams come back, tie the game uh, as time almost expires. So, it's 23-23. They go into overtime. L.A. marches down the field after the Saints stall and kicks the game-winning set 57 yards. Well, that's kind goal. of you to say stall. So, I mean, it was a bad pick regardless <laughs>
1: um as much as we love drew i, I almost
0: amidst all of it i almost forgot that that's what happened that it was an interception so regardless uh a game that could have and honestly should have ended with that interference call you mean they kneel the clock two or three times kick the game winner and it's yeah. over uh didn't and now la is going to the super bowl so uh we can talk about this and also you know we could talk about these other things too but uh Michael Thomas, the wide receiver for the Saints, tweeted the, the rule book number, the rule number, the article, and the passage of the rule that states that Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, has the power to go back and overturn this call and make them either replay the entire game or from the moment of the call. And he is petitioning for it. The city of New Orleans has filed a lawsuit against the NFL to go back and, and, and do this game, I mean, if it would have happened, it would have happened by now. It would have been announced already. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's real interesting that I stumbled upon that article, like from a not a super reliable source. Right, right. I think was it's, it was it Monday or was it yesterday?
0: It was. I, yeah, I think it was Monday.
1: I think it was Monday. But and it's I, I told you
0: trashy. a ton
1: <laughs> since I first talked to you about it because I was like, hey, I, I found this. And I, like I said, I didn't believe the source at first, so I actually went in and, right. and found the rule book. I was like, "This can happen." And I remember, like, you got all I was so it and whatnot.
0: Honestly, for, for, we'll, I'll let you continue, but I gotta say right now, Roger Goodell, if you're listening, do the right thing.
1: <laughs> do the right thing. And it's such an—I mean—that's such an interesting quandary right now. Versus that, and you're right, I mean, nothing will happen. It would have been a math, because obviously both teams I mean, right. at late have to go back to New Orleans and whatnot. And, and
0: Michael I Michael Thomas tweeted, This is first of all, this is 3.06 a.m., but he tweeted this. <laughs> rule 17, Section 2, Article 3, at NFL with a broken heart and a Saints emoji. <laughs>
1: right, I guess we should describe more... Should
0: I read the rule? Yes. All right, so Article 3, Penalties for Unfair Acts. The commissioner's powers under this Section 2... Include the imposition of monetary fines and draft choice for forfeitures, suspension of persons involved in unfair acts, and, if appropriate, the reversal of a game's result or the rescheduling of a game, either from the beginning or from the point at which the extraordinary act occurred. In the event of rescheduling the game, the commissioner will be guided by the procedure specified in Section 171511 above. In all cares, the commissioner will con- conduct a full investigation, including the opportunity for hearings, use of game video, and any other procedure the commissioner deems appropriate. Uh, so he could reverse the entire game. Which that's that seems strange to me. He could literally he could literally say the Saints win. He has that power. That's weird to me.
1: But I mean, that if one's were, weird.
0: if it were gonna happen, he would go back. I feel like he'd make them replay. I feel like you have to make them replay the game or at least from that moment. Part of it. But yeah, that's the that's the full rule. It's an actual rule in the NFL rule book. So he has the power.
1: He won't won't happen. But I do wanna uh we didn't kick off our show with our, our usual rant rave recall, but I feel like now would be an appropriate oh, time true. because yeah, yeah, yeah. I need
0: I forgot I forgot that you said you had
1: rant. rant the heck out of this. Yeah, well I mean I feel it. like you could rant about this. I feel like anyone in the world could rant about it. I do have a. I guess I don't
0: have a recall, but I have something too. So you okay. Can, well, you yeah. Can let's let's we'll do a
1: little rant, rave, recall. Rant, 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 rant. Let's get into it real fast. Absolutely. I need to rant about the NFL referees this year. You've told really me. Really specifically in, you in said the it. postseason, no. because I, I said it. I remember it was after the wild card weekend. And I was like, I have two things to rant about. I'm going to choose this one, but I wanted to talk about the refs. But now I feel like it's even more appropriate to do so because, in a way, it's just gross i think gross is a really great adjective to describe it yeah and i don't want to be like Ugh, like but as somebody who's been out there on the field as a ref and i'm uh, i was a pretty bad ref <laughs> I, I started getting better as i got a few more years under my belt but i know firsthand how difficult it is right to be out there and there are so many things you're looking for but in these situations and these scenarios where it's the playoffs, like it's one and done. This isn't a game where, this isn't basketball where you have a missed call or a misfound, it's bad, and you get to redeem yourself in two days. This is, and that's something that we've always been really pleased about with the NFL and that's what makes it exciting. We've wanted
0: that for for years. And
1: that's really cool, but that means... From an officiating standpoint, besides what happens on the field, because call, play calling and, and execution, that will always be 50-50. Right. But in things that you can control, you should be pretty darn near as perfect as you can be. Yeah. And that's the job of the referee. So mm-hmm. when you're making such egregious calls, and that's what the Saints call was. It was egregious. I and mean, I wise. was even more upset. I I saw a video that a fan posted, like an Instagram thing. And yeah. you see not only one ref standing right there, but there are two right there. looking they have the perfect angle on it, I don't I don't understand. And it's not only that game, but it just is kind of the icing on the cake. Right. That's the It's the granddaddy of all the plays that they could be doing. And I it just makes me so upset that in this game, where you have so few opportunities to get to where those teams were and whatnot, that it can just be botched so so badly Mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do about it necessarily per se I think about the NFL and I I don't know if the answer is having full-time refs where you're a trillion multi-trillion dollar company so let's stop having like lawyers fly home and Monday through Thursday they practice law let's get some lawyers where you're or not the lawyers where you have referees where they're going to only their life is the NFL I don't see why that's not a thing at this point, honestly, especially with all the scrutiny. I feel like after we had the whole lockout thing, and I know we did get a little more serious about our our referee and the treatment of them and whatnot, but man, after this, I feel like there needs to be something done because this cannot happen again because it's such an ugly look for the league, and I know a lot of people were turned off by it, and they've been turned off by a ton of things this year when it comes to penalties Mm -hmm. and calls, and I know they've been working on it, and some things were adjusted mid-year, and that's great, but... Dang. Uh, there was... A, Adam Scheffner tweeted it out when we were talking about all those things that they could have been called. I believe it was five different penalties that could have been called. Yeah. He said none of them were and legacies were altered. Yep. And that's that's just... That's not okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, and... For, I mean, first of all, Sean Payton's on the competition committee, so you know it's gonna well, come Well, you know he's gonna talk about it. Second of all, honestly, and really, and all jokes aside, the moment you told me that that rule was possible... Like literally, not even like. Obviously, I was joking about and getting firing about it. In my opinion, that's still the right. Like that should have happened. He should have gone back and said it, and they should have rescheduled the end of that game. And I know that a lot of people will be. And Andrew Whitworth, the uh, left tackle of LA, was interviewed on Rich Eisen's show yep. this week about it, and he talked about. It. He said, you know, there were a lot of calls missing that game, and and I don't know how you're going to look at the last one as the one that you want to change, but blah blah blah. Which I get, but. Right. Obviously, the last one is going to be highlighted because it's the one that decided the game. Because the reality... And we talked about this because uh, the LA had one timeout left. It was third down. And first of all, it, Nickel Roby Coleman, the, the defender, admitted that he did it on purpose. That he... Perp- uh, they know he did it on purpose. Yeah. He said, I got beat. That's why I hit him. To make sure he didn't get the touchdown. Oh. He admitted to, to committing pass interference because... And, and people... Uh, defensive backs are taught to do that. That if they get beat, right, it's bat, better to get the penalty. Get the penalty. Yeah, it's better to it, get a spot penalty exactly. than exactly. So he did. He admitted to doing it on purpose, and that he was surprised when it wasn't called. But obviously he was happy. So you know he's beat in coverage. Tommy Lee Lewis scores a touchdown there. If that penalty, if that play doesn't happen the way it did, first of all, and, or at least very least catches it for a first down because he was clearly beat, and secondly. You know, if they get that first down there, whether it's by the catch or the penalty, it's less, it's under two minutes to go. They're on the goal line. They have all their downs and LA only has one timeout. You know, at the very worst, the Saints could score on the next play and then give LA a chance to move down the field and tie it. At the very best, they run the clock all the way down to about 40 seconds left and kick the game-winning field goal. So just the game is completely altered and I don't. And I said this to you that day at work when you, you came back from break and told me about this that you read. And I said, if ever there was a call to do it on, it would be some, it would be this. Right. Because it's something that's so egregious.
1: That is interesting. <laughs> God, <that laughs> stupid word. Because why is it written to be a rule if
0: it will never be put in place? Exactly. Because if you don't use it now... What the heck are you going to use it on? I don't know. When I'm reading it, it says extreme events and things like that. In my mind, I'm thinking of like there's like a natural phenomenon or there's some sort of terrorist attack or something like that. And it's like, oh, we need to reschedule this game. But – I mean I guess. You know, I guess that kind of makes sense. But at the same time, why shouldn't it be applied to something that literally altered the game in terms of missed call? Because it also says missed call is one of the words in verbiage in the rule. Yeah. So, you're right. If if, if you're not – like, again, if there ever was a call that fell into this category, it would be this. I, w- I want to hear I, – I I know Roger is going to talk next week during the Super Bowl week because he always does. I want to see what his answer to this question is because yeah. it's going to be asked by every reporter until he answers the question. Yeah. So.
1: Huh. Yeah. Whew. Well, we're going to revisit this yeah. uh, in within the episode, I'm sure, but let's yeah. – uh, Let's talk about uh, the AFC Championship yeah. game. So this is
0: kind of my rave. Okay. And I need to swallow my pride a little bit here. <laughs> and first of all, I, I really, I really need to reiterate because this took me a while to really kind of compose myself and be the analyst, the the sports talk host about this okay. because obviously I was so depressed after they won the, the Patriots <laughs> won against the Chiefs. And I am not getting off the hill of Tom Brady has regressed and is not as good as he used to be. Sure. It's just, it's on paper, it's fact. But I have to rave about New England Patriots and how they're winning games. And I want to, and I said this to you, I said this to you at work. I said, I'm going to challenge myself to say only nice things about the Pats on this episode, but they're going to be the right things. They're not just going to be lauding... Tom Brady, because Tom Brady is not the reason they won that football game. He had two picks, he should have had four. Okay, and so they won that football game because Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels called perfect games. Okay, and Josh McDaniels' game plan was evident right from the division round where they tore, they, they dissected the Chargers defense with short. Quick passes to the running backs and receivers to get them out in the open and running free in space until throws were wide open in the mid-range and deep, and then they hit those. And then they just run the rock right up the middle, right up the middle, right up the middle, and nobody could stop it. And people freaked out when the Pats went offensive lineman, Sonny Michel in the first round. We'll look at them now. It's just, Sonny Michel's a stud. Josh McDaniels knows how to use that offense perfectly. And outside of Gronk and Edelman, there's really no other receiver there that you, most people would know. Okay. So, it's so just... Phil Dorsett, man, first round listen, play. <laughs> listen, listen, Phil, Phil Dorsett. But Phil no, Dorsett I is know, somebody I that... You know what I, I, I mean? But regardless... And, and even Gronk... You know, Gronk kind of had a, a, a much better game in this game, but he hasn't been Gronk this no, year. he has. So, uh, regardless, it's nothing. just... The way that Josh McDaniels has called the plays, stuck to his game plan, and found just a way to make old-fashioned rounded pound style football work in the playoffs again it's awesome and they're winning in a way that 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 nobody else has won in the playoffs recently because they're just they're pounding the football and then Brady's hitting his short quick passes and that's where and, and then we talked about this too is that in my opinion in terms of his physical ability right now Tom Brady's an average quarterback but in terms of his mind that's what makes him elite now cuz he knows exactly where to go even before the play starts. Yeah. And that's why he's beating people, because he's just smarter than you. And that's great, because, I mean, that's why he's one of the greatest ever, if not the greatest ever, to some people. Yeah. So so that's why it's also hard to separate sometimes, you know, are they winning this game because of Tom Brady or because of X, Y, and Z. And honestly, I really think they're winning right now because Josh McDaniels is calling amazing games in-game, and Bill Belichick has coached up that defense to play incredible, especially in big moments. And they deserve all the credit. Bill Belichick and Brian Flores deserve all the credit in the world for figuring out how to stop Pat Mahomes when it when it needed to happen. And you know, there's controversy in this game too because it went to overtime, and the Chiefs didn't get the ball back. And this is I wanted to, this is the tweet from Bomani Jones, who uh, is on, uh, what was it called, around the horn on ESPN, and he also has. High noon with Pablo Torres. Okay, he tweeted, "Ah, uh, we're at the point of quibbling over the fairness of a tiebreaker. Everyone had four quarters of chances, man, and I like that because it, it, that's what it is. Is the overtime's the tiebreaker? You had four quarters to do it, and you didn't. So we're going to debate the fairness of what the tiebreaker is. I, we we are, but <laughs> I'm just saying that that that's my point is that they the Patriots deserve all the credit and praise that they're getting right now." Minus probably a few crazy fans who think Tom Brady was a god in that game, but he just wasn't.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a good rant or a good recall or rave or whatever. It was, was kind at. of a rave and a oh. little bit
0: a little bit of a recall because they've been hard on them all year. But really, I mean they they turned into the playoff Patriots, like they always do, and everybody's shocked when it happens. <laughs> I, I can't I will say this, I hate how they're all the they're doing us against the world mentality, which is stupid. Well,
1: yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's I working wasn't, for them. I wasn't a fan of, of like, Julian Edelman with his underdog t-shirts when it was, like, the first game they have been an underdog in, like, three years yeah. and, and whatnot. But,
0: <laughs> and, t- and and Tom was like, I know everybody thinks we suck and we can't win any games. It's because like, well, he listened to simultaneous catching here. So. Yeah, right. That's what it was.
1: <laughs> Anyways, there were, there was, um, I don't want to say... Plenty of controversy in that game. I mean, there were but there in that were game too. some moments, um, and that brings up the question that um, I want to talk about. I don't know if I want to say this would have been a cold read because I don't think it would have been, but okay. I think it just is worthy of the discussion after talking about both of those two games. You talked about Sean Payton being on the competition committee and whatnot, yeah. and some people are asking the question whether or not penalties or calls such as that should be a reviewable oh, yeah. circumstance. Yeah. So obviously Sean Payton is now all in favor. He's gonna go and bang his fist and on he, the table all day long. Defense. He's
0: been on paper that this should have been a rule from the start. He's he's not like obviously he's gonna bang his head on the table now, but he from the very start Sean Payton's tried to make everything challengeable. Okay. He has. He, he's not just changing it because his dean lost.
1: Good to know, good to know. <laughs> There's been some pushback already. Uh, really? Already to other members of the committee, Stephen Jones, and the second member is already slipping my mind. Stephen Jones is
0: the, the Dolphins owner, isn't
1: he? No, he's Jerry's son. Oh. Stephen Ross is. Oh, Stephen Ross, that's the owner of okay. the Dolphins. Stephen Jones is Jerry Ross Jones. Stephen Jerry Jones' son, who is like the pretty much the GM. I was to say he's really in the yeah. I mean, Jerry's the GM, but... Right, uh, but they're in the room either. together. Steven has been running the show for the last handful of years. Uh, I can't remember the other member. Anyways, they've both come out and are like, hang on, probably not a good idea. I, I want to get your make, thoughts on that. That
0: doesn't make sense to me, though. What what changes if you make everything challengeable? What's different? I don't think... I well, mean, You're not going to give them more challenges. They still only get two. Uh, see, I disagree. I don't you like that. I, mean? I don't like that. I feel like there should be
1: two... Two red challenge flags for yeah. play-related things. Right. And then I feel like there needs to be a separate challenge flag. I don't know. Maybe you make it, I don't know, green. <laughs> make it purple. I like
0: green. I like purple. I don't know <laughs> if
1: it would blend with the feel. to be like, hey, it's
0: right there. You didn't see it.
1: <laughs> then you have to challenge and They didn't see it. <laughs> they didn't see it. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like you need, leave it to plays. But if there's something, com- I, I the reason, I'm not expecting, this well the reason Steven and my anonymous person I can't think of right now are saying it's a bad idea to make everything reviewable is because it you really want to put so much emphasis on slowing the game down and like do we really want to like have that power and and whatnot I think it needs to be something that
0: is game altering I will I I, I'm sorry I'm sorry to interrupt but I, I want to respond to your question or at least the question that you were saying that they were asking, is ask every New Orleans fan, ask every fan who was rooting for the Saints this past weekend, if it matters whether or not the game has slowed down a little bit to get it right, and all of them will say yes. Or say no, it doesn't matter. You'd rather the game be... When it's a call like that, you'd rather the game outcome be what it deserves to be than worry about the game slowing down a little bit. And honestly... I don't really trust anything that comes out of Jerry's mouth anymore. I, I don't
1: even mean... I that. don't think it was Jerry saying it.
0: Or, or Steven, sorry. I, I guess that, make, that makes my point a little bit different. But regardless, I just... That doesn't make sense to me. And also, again, even if you give them one more challenge, so maybe you give them that one that you can use for, for calls and things like that, or miscellaneous things that are wrong, but... One more challenge doesn't slow anything else down, and even if it does... It was John Elway, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, even if it does, it's only by a couple of minutes. You know what I mean? We're not talking about taking a 45-minute review on something. It's maybe one or two more think pauses in the game, and who's to say that it even happens? Right. I think... There are a lot of games where challenges don't happen at all. If
1: it were to be done, I think it needs to be one. It's not like a challenge right. where you can get a third if right. you get the other ones. So you need to decide whether or not it's worth anything it. is important enough to even use it. Right. And so, yes, a really great argument can be used from the Saints Rams game where they're like, there were a ton of missed calls on yeah. the Saints. And there were. Yeah. You can't deny that. I'm it bold- would be it would be yeah. foolish for any Saints fan to be like, Yeah, we didn't do anything wrong. Because there were. I there there was I, the I know you're not saying that. <laughs> hang on. Sorry. It's okay. I there was the face mask on Goff when mm-hmm. he on that one when they were what down, down in the red touchdown. zone. Uh, there was the time expiring on the Saints. I think it was one of their very first couple drives there were a couple and, times. and whatnot. Yeah. And so, if this rule was put in place, if Sean McVay feels the need to be like, "Hey, Goff had a face mask. Give us those yards," right? Then he could make that decision. Right. And the reason I'm saying this after what you just said is because you're correct. If you're able to use it one time and you need to pick the most appropriate moment to do that, it will add five
0: minutes onto a game. Maybe if that you know what i mean so the the argument that adding on time is i think silly and it's a mask for they just don't want to make changes cuz they're old white men and they don't like change <laughs> I, but regardless i also it's also it's complete it's almost a moot point cuz didn't the pe- penalty happen inside of 2 minutes into the game it was under the 2 minutes so it wouldn't have been challengeable anyway or maybe maybe you make it that flag able to be Throw it at any point of the game.
1: Here's what John Elway said You can't replay every pass interference. You,
0: you can't. I don't but think that's what That's, whatever, asking you that's to not do what we're asking.
1: But also, if there's a pass interference, yeah, okay, so here's another reason why I feel like it kind of adds a st- cool strategic moment to the game. Yeah. Because if you get a pass interference with seven minutes into the game here in the first quarter, if you want to throw that, sure. But then you run the risk of something else happening down the line.
0: Exactly. Well, also in my head, my mind automatically jumped to, what if a team is like on their final drive, there's an incomplete pass and they throw that flag just so they get a pause because they didn't have a timeout left or like something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? But regardless, I, I just, I think. I mean, that could be a downfall. I think that uh, adding one challenge doesn't hurt anything big at all. Nobody will ever notice it. And it's it's worth it because like literally, literally when we talked about this. You said Drew Brees, you said you don't think Drew Brees ever gets here again. And the rest of his career. I don't He's think He's 40 will. years old. And if that's true, that flag ended his career with one Super Bowl and one MVP, and that was it. Yep. And that's horrible. Super for, Bowl MVP. From a team that... That's, what I, MVP that's MVP. what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. But regardless, that's horrible from a team that most people, including myself, said was going to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. You're no matter wrong. who they would have played under the AFC, I would have picked them. Yeah. Interesting. And I think a lot of people would have picked them, too. It's just... I, I, I feel sick... Sick for Drew Reese, and it would have it, I would have spent way longer feeling bad for Drew if it hadn't have been the outcome that it was in, in the next game because I was so sad that the Patriots won. But it's just most fans probably won't take too long thinking about these two games, they'll look back on history and be like, Those are two great games, yeah. And that's that. But a lot of NFL fans will forever think about this weekend of those games are great, but. And, and that's kind of sad for the NFL because they were two amazing games. I mean, the end of that AFC title game was incredible. All those points that were scored back-to-back-to-back to back to back in the fourth quarter. It was very exciting. was so exciting. And luckily, that one wasn't tainted as much because it was just uh, people were arguing about the overtime rules, which everybody always does when it doesn't come out their way. Mm-hmm. But... That, that I mean... And, Adam Schefter I tweeted something like this, and I thought it too. As soon as it happened, I was like, has there ever been a more heartbreaking two season run for a team before than the New Orleans Saints to go out the way they did in the last two years? To me, the comeback that they did against Minnesota, yeah. to take the lead, lose it on the final play, and then to to take back the lead the way they did in this game against LA after LA came the storming comeback and then lose the way they did. I mean, wow huh <sighs>
1: yeah 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 it is uh, i don't know i mean i will be very curious to see what this committee does come up with yeah i mean right now it's sounding negative because two of the seven members have already been like no
0: it has to be it doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be unanimous right just
1: i think it's a majority majority rules okay um i could be incorrect about that i'm not no, positive I yeah. but
0: i feel like most things are majority rules yeah Huh. And
1: whatnot, but I digress.
0: Yeah, I didn't say this too, but for uh, those of you who don't know, uh some fans replayed the that fi- that play on yeah. and Immediately called that interference. Turn, Second
1: turned the penalty bar like down to zero. They probably did. They did like they were like, oh. you know, like how you can alter that? Like, if oh, you really? like super sensitive or not sensitive?" They zero, made it all totally, the way down to zero, and it happened right away. It still happened.
0: <laughs> so Roger, do the rest. Come out with a statement today.
1: I don't think anybody's going to be upset if we see that game instead of the Pro Bowl on Sunday. I don't think a
0: single soul will be upset. <laughs> nope. Uh, well, I don't know about single soul. I mean, somebody's be a like, lot of Rams fans who are upset. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> but... Can you imagine the people who bought all this NFC champ merchandise oh for the Rams and they have to go back and...
1: This, this is an interesting little uh, tidbit. I don't think this will have anything to do with it i don't know if you read this article i just found it just just before we started recording before you got here since this has been the super bowl since it's been determined it's the rams and the pats ticket sales have gone way down
0: there are a ton of people who a don't want to see the pats period yeah and b don't want to see the rams after the way they won so if the, the league's like worried see, about just, you know, money. i, I, or I, I, I well you you're I'm, freaking me out. I've fallen apart today, <laughs> huh? I really, really need to see Roger Goodell talk about this. What is going through your mind if you know you have this rule, you know that has never before in the history of your commissionership or ever, probably, yeah, applied to a game, and you have a petition, you have players talking about it, you have. Ticket sales going down for the Super Bowl. A lawsuit. A like a lawsuit. Like you have all these things happening, and you're not a. You're not even going to make a statement about it. You're just going to pretend like it's not an air. Well, he'll talk about. He it. should at least say something now about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. We could we could go on forever. <laughs> no, I feel like he on.
1: will come out and talk about how you said like something completely extreme, right. being the
0: caveat the, the reason happening. for that rule yeah.
1: being there and whatnot but yeah yeah sad
0: what else is on the docket anyway so we have a fun little segment here uh, for those of you who are film fans the oscar nominations came out yesterday <laughs> okay i am a film fan and i've watched most of them i last year was the first year was it last year the year before that i had watched it was last year. i think it was I, last I, year it was the first time ever i watched all no- oscar nominated films and it made the Oscars a whole lot more fun to watch because I was able to be like, oh yeah, or oh no, that movie wasn't that good. Uh, This year, I tried to get a jump start on it and I watched, I've seen half the movies. So I have half as far to go this year. Okay. Um, So I'm excited about it. But regardless, I thought it might be fun to do a little Oscar-themed segment for the NFL. Now these aren't year-end awards that we're doing. We're going to do just like currently in the NFL, how we pick it. Okay. So we have best director, who we would say is head coach. And then we'll hand out best actor, which will be. Does it have to be head coach? No. Okay. It'll be best coach. Okay. So then we'll we'll hand out best actor. So you give it to a quarterback and a middle linebacker, because I don't want to leave out the defense in this. <laughs> okay. So so the the star of the of the offense, the star of the defense, will do quarterback, middle linebacker, and then we'll do best supporting. So we'll do on offense. You could pick uh, a skill position player. And then on defense, you just pick another defensive player who supports them. And then we'll do best costume design. We'll pick our favorite uniforms. Okay. Yeah. So, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I want you to start. All right. So, I'm going to hand out the best director award to Sean McDermott. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I got to give it out to Sean Payton. And, uh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that he's. I know that he hasn't got a lot of coach of the year. Buzz. Yeah, I said that during. And you did say that. And again, Matt Nagy still my coach of the year. I'm a little sad that they do it at the end of the playoffs now. For those, for most reasons, I'm not because I like the playoffs being involved. But also when they when teams don't make the Super Bowl when they lose games, it's like oh well they're not. You know what I mean? But okay, that just, makes sense. If I'm handing out best director right now in the NFL, it's Sean Payton for me, just because of you know people are allotting Sean McVay, but. Sean Payton was the original Sean McVay with all of his <laughs> innovation and his in his different formations and his use of the running back and, and the motions and all of these things. It's just he was the OG. He was the one who started all that in the NFL. And he's been doing it so well for so many years, especially these past two years. He's really found a new unit, puts together, turn around, and the way he's helped out with his hiring of Dennis Allen as defensive coordinator who has turned around the defense, especially the second half of this year. It's just he always has complete control. He puts his players in the best chance to succeed, and that's really what uh, the best directors in film and theater and television and the best coaches do that exactly the same. They put the pieces that they have in the best positions to succeed. And so for me, that would be – Best director.
1: Cool, yeah, I like it. I mean, I was uh, voting for Sean Payne with my coach of the year and whatnot. I'm gonna go with an answer that uh, is not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to describe this because I mean, right. it's a it's a coach that is not even a head coach okay. uh, or deserves. Great amount. I don't know. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to say it's Chris Richard.
0: Oh, okay. Because I think
1: what he brought to Dallas was Ow. huge. Ow. Dallas went last, their turnaround. I mean, you talked about Dallas last year and no one talked about them being a scary defense. No. And then people were afraid to play Dallas's defense this year. That's true. And for all the experience and the years of being in the league and his intelligence, it wasn't because of Rod Marinelli. No. It, it wasn't. was because of the swagger and the confidence that Chris Richard brought to those young players and they bought into him yeah. and they believed that they could be what they turned out to be. Absolutely. And so I feel like when you, as an individual, can come in and make that sort of impact, mm-hmm. when you're able to make your actors live up to their potential and yeah. create a great piece, that's what makes you a great director.
0: I like that a lot. Yeah. And obviously we both thought Richard would get head coach position this year, or at least more consideration than he did. Yeah. I know he interviewed for one or two spots, but uh, I'd almost like to see... Because obviously, I don't think that uh, Jason Garrett should still be the head coach. I'd almost yeah. like to see like him out that. the door and Sharon <laughs> come back. Well, now it's Scott Linehan out the door, so we'll see who they get as often. I'm hearing Kellen Moore. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, Kellen like, Moore, the quarterback. Kellen Moore has been their quarterbacks coach the last couple of years. Oh, I didn't even know that. And they praise him so much, and they've been talking about they want to promote him and hire John Kitten as their quarterback coach. I do like John Kitten, and they've talked a lot about <laughs> they've talked a lot about how they think that that Kellen Moore is an up up and coming superstar that he's incredible, and one of the things, and I I was kind of iffy about it at first, but I heard I said Rich, I maybe I may, I may have been listening to the Rich Eisen show because I listen to him when I come out of work sometimes, okay, and I think it was him, but if it wasn't, it was someone in sports media said, uh, do you do you go early? on a move like this to secure him in your organization, meaning that do you promote Kellen Moore a year or two too soon to be offensive coordinator, knowing that eventually he'll be a superstar.
1: Well, I kind of brought up that quandary
0: with Freddie kitchen, right? So that you don't, yeah, exactly where you're. So, so you don't lose the guy later on down the road. I was like, Oh, that makes sense. I like that. Uh, Plus, I mean, he's known Dak. He's been there the last couple of years. And even when he wasn't the quarterback's coach, he was the backup to Dak. So he's, He's known Dak in this offense for four or five years now. So yeah, Dak hasn't been there that long, you silly. Well, no no no, <laughs> but like he was on the team before Dak. Okay. But then he was Dak's backup. But regardless, I, I think I I don't think I would hate the move. I would like to hear Mike's take and other cowboys takes on it. See how they think uh certainly we'll have all of our friends back on the show, especially in the offseason, just to get their takes on our on their teams. But uh yeah, I think that's very intriguing. Yeah. Regardless best actor to me this is the person who can be the one man show who can bring his fellow actors along and, and make them better so quarterback I'm going with Aaron Rodgers he's ah, the best actor California I, I, kid I literally I, I cannot think of another quarterback in the NFL who can do more with less who has done more with less and still and, and still, even when they're on a crappy team ergo a crappy film they still perform so I mean even again we talked about it their team had a horrible season look at Aaron Rodgers stats they're incredible so regardless of the bad film he was in this year he still gave a great performance so that's my that's my quarterback best actor middle linebacker cuz I want to do defense too okay i got to give this to it, i don't I don't know is it no yeah Sean Lee Sean Lee plays middle linebacker. He's oh, the middle linebacker. Okay. And I. It's a weird pick. And it's a weird pick. See, in my head, I'm making this analogy to, to film. In my head, because he's injured all the time, he picks. That makes and, you a supporting actor. He picks and chooses his films carefully. So he <laughs> shows up with carefully, but whenever he's there, he's the best one on the screen. And he oh, played. I- Disagree. A lot of football this year, and I—he's think he's the third best middle linebacker on that team. Man. Well, I mean, Van Esch is incredible, and so is Jalen Smith, but I'll give it to Sean Lee. We are—he's an incredible linebacker, and I just—I'm sad that he's never, never healthy. But I feel—I will say this, and obviously, you could play the what-if game out the wazoo. But if Sean Lee had been an Iron Man throughout his career. Yeah. I think we were talking about as the one of the best in the NFL, if not the best. Wow. So. Yeah.
1: Certainly a possibility. So
0: those are my two. Certainly a possibility.
1: Um best actor uh as a quarterback. This is interesting. Because you took the easy answer.
0: Okay. <laughs> When um, Daniel Day Lewis does a film, you give him Best Actor. <laughs> it doesn't matter if that's easy.
1: I'm gonna go with maybe another unpopular opinion, but uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> Matt Moore. <laughs> <laughs> always makes that Brock one, Osweiler. Makes that one. You know, he has nice hair. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Philip Rivers. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but I'm not only talking. You've been on a
0: Philip train all year. Though. I have I been, been it's so it's not
1: necessarily surprising. And I'm not thinking necessarily just about statistics-wise or okay. whatnot. I'm really yeah. factoring into the fun. the You enjoy watching it. If you go... I like that. That's actually a bad analogy because like we go see plenty of movies, you're like, that was fun, but they're never going to get us. The rest <laughs> recognition and whatnot. So maybe this isn't working at all, but I'm not an award show person. Uh, so Philip Rivers, I mean, he does bring that tenacity. He does... He's kind of that intriguing question we ask is when he's bad like the whole team sucks and when he's really good like they're unstoppable yeah so kind of what we think validates an mvp worthy person he really shows and proves right. that he is the most valuable player because if he stinks yeah then they're gonna do nothing yeah and if he's on fire then they're gonna win 45 right. points and whatnot, but it's just that that joyfulness that I love to see him, and, and like, he completes a bomb, and he high steps, and, and it's like, that. that's cool, and, and whatnot, so it's it's fun. I like that. Yeah. Um, middle linebacker, I thought you were going to pick, actually, at, at first when you hesitated, I thought you were going to pick Tremaine Edmonds. I, I, like, thought, I thought about yeah, it. Yeah, cool, I and I, I, I get and he had good. a great season, but
0: uh, he, had a, he had a great, great year. I eventually, eventually, me. people will. In
1: fact, My pick is Bobby Wagner. Okay, I. I, mean, uh, that was, linebacker. I that's who I thought you were going to pick. I was like, oh, now I'm going to have to think about it. Uh, Bobby Wagner is a player I know we both really, really I love, love, Bobby and Wagner. Um, it's because he is a true professional
0: and he, all the. And he's pretty much the only one left on that. Right, side. <laughs> and that's the thing I was going
1: to talk about. All the scrutiny that that defense went under at the beginning of the year, but I feel like he truly remained a leader, mm-hmm. and I feel like he. Maybe just because I'm not completely aware, but I think he's pretty much a silent leader. I don't think he's ever been the person that's like, hey, media, shut up. Or, hey, media, we're okay. But I think he leads by example. He's always out there playing with heart and grit. And I feel like he was a true example of what that defense became and how it remained. Maybe I don't want to say became. I think how they remained is because of his, his leadership and his tenacity. He was like, hey, I was here for that. I can show you young guys what it means. Yeah, and I like that. It
0: steps up, and I like it. Great kid. Great kid, even though he's like 30. He's <laughs> uh-huh. not a young gun anymore, but, necessarily. Uh, cool, 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 cool. So, best supporting or do offense and defense, and this could be any sort of – I mean, I guess you could do offense alignment if you want, but I, I'm just thinking skill positions for offense. Yeah, okay. But for me, best supporting is DeAndre Hopkins, the best wide receiver in the NFL, in my opinion, He's just, he is always there supporting no matter what this, the, if we're, if we're, if we're going with the theme that the quarterbacks are the, are the leading actor in the, in the room, yeah. no matter what supporting role he played to whatever quarterback actor was in that room, Not Brock he, Osweiler. he performed for them every single time. And he, he is so consistent. He's always there. He makes the big plays when it's there. He makes the blocks when they're there. He just he does it all for this team, and I don't think there's much argument to be said about that. So that DeAndre Hopkins is my offensive best supporting actor in the NFL, and my defensive best supporting actor right now is I'm gonna be a homer, Tre'Davious White, and (laughs) I'm just I'm saying that Tre'Davious White. It's been really again. It's only his second year. But I think he's been supremely underrated because a lot of people have been lauding Marshawn Lattimore from last year, talking about how great he is. Who I think I think Tredavious is better, and then they talk about all these other cornerbacks and all these things, and, and Tredavious gets left out a lot. And I just he completely locks down whoever he's on and whatever side of the football field he's on. And people will people will drop stats on you when the top receiver plays us, and they'll be like, well, he caught this, this, and this. Nine out of ten times, Tr- tredavius wasn't in covers on that play. He was covering somebody else. Or he was in his own somewhere else. So, I just, he's always there. And it's been a long time, especially for a Buffalo team, where I just completely trusted that a certain player was going to play his heart out every every week. And yeah, that I feel he like was, Buffalo
1: has a ton of those players. Or that he
0: was just going to, I mean, maybe not, maybe not play his heart out is the right thing, but he was going to play great okay and Tredavious always plays great so I'm giving him best support on defense <laughs> nice yeah all right
1: I mean I was also gonna say D hop
0: yeah uh, yeah nice I mean
1: I, I thought still, my little
0: analogy was cool when you connected it. I still
1: don't necessarily agree with everything that you said and I thought okay. about it it really struck out to me when we were at the buffalo game you're like look d hop has 16 catches like best wide receiver i was like well he's their only weapon now I mean, they've <laughs> gone through wide receiver and wide receiver and so who else does deshaun watson have to throw to like <laughs> the guy they signed three days ago so anyways anyways no he is absolutely okay. fantastic and you're that. you're correct i'm gonna go with a guy that i was on i don't remember our list actually when we i don't remember how we broke it down i
0: have it written somewhere we'll pull it up sometime. it would be
1: fun going to go with a guy that I had relatively high, and um, that's Julio. Julio Jones. All right, all right. Um, just because a lot of the same accolades that you were talking about, D-Hop. Yeah, the I guy mean, who always performs. He will always be there for his best actor. Absolutely. Um, always be that safety blanket. And I know... Back when we made the list was still when Julio Jones was in his touchdown drought. Right. Uh, but after that, he broke free the floodgates <laughs> opened and he was scoring. <laughs> he week heard after our week show, and he was like <laughs> And that was something that the offense was talking about. They're like, we know as soon as we can get it, it's, it's gonna, it. gonna come. Yeah. And it and it did. And the reason I'm picking Julio is because I know near the end of the year he was dealing with a lot of injuries yeah. and it was a team that was going nowhere but he was always out there on the field he did, knew
0: didn't he lead the league in receiving yards again
1: um did he i don't know but honestly off the top of my head yeah, i know no, he no, was no, definitely no. in the, in the mix i'll look it up while you talk i think it was i thought it was Tyreek Hill but i could be wrong i don't know why i think that but yeah i think it's just really commendable when you have a team that you know isn't going anywhere and you're beat up and you know you're one of the top two, three, maybe one wide receivers in the league, but you're like, I'm going to be out there for my team yeah. because I'm going to lead by example, how I was talking about with Bobby Wagner. I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to show these guys what it means to be a true professional wide receiver, and I love that. Yeah, and you love
0: the league of receiving yards, 16-7-7.
1: Cool, good for him. DeAndre
0: Hopkins was second, and Tyreek Hill was fourth.
1: Oh, okay. so well, At one point,
0: Tyreek was in the lead
1: because he brought that up. and You're like, those shouldn't have traded. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But I had Julio at the end of the year, so yeah, didn't didn't help, kind of. didn't. Anyways, yes, Julio Jones.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, and I'm gonna go with again. I'm throwing out some weird answers. For, I like, I love it. And I'm gonna go with somebody that I wouldn't have picked before, like a half an hour ago, when I was really thinking about it. But I'm thinking about supporting. And I'm going to go with defensive tackle
0: Ndamukong Suh. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not even Aaron Doggler. I I got so excited when you said defensive tackle, and then I was like, ah, Ndamukong (laughs) Suh.
1: Yeah, no, but obviously I've had more Rams games right in front of me the past couple weeks than I have throughout the course of the year. And all of the great accolades that Aaron Donald has gotten, he deserves. I mean, he's a beast, he's a monster, he's amazing, and it's great. If
0: you watch Aaron Donald, he consistently makes professionals, good ones, look silly. But we're going to And that's the reason why I
1: think the Dominican Sue deserves best supporting actor role. Because there are so many times that Aaron Donald swim moves somebody, gets right around him, so they run the other way and right right into Sue. And Sue's there to do it, and he cleans it up.
0: Aaron Donald will be the, the the leading actor in, in that. this example. Okay. I that. I that uh, I so like that.
1: he's a he's a player that I didn't think would be able to take on that number two and okay. would be fine with being the supporting actor. But I haven't heard any complaints, and I feel like he's been a true professional it's, about it.
0: I mean, that's one of the impressive things. because we talked about the Rams imploding, and obviously we'll talk about them next week when we preview the Super Bowl. But has not happened. Has not happened. <laughs> uh, and hey. We, we
1: recanted that at one point throughout the year and we'll talk about it next week like you said yeah. but yeah he, he's been there to, to make big plays even if they aren't necessarily big yeah um, and I think that's what makes a sporting actor
0: yeah I like that alright so last but certainly not least best costume design this is secretly one of my favorite Oscar categories because they're there are a lot of categories that are typically just the same films that are like the best films. So all the actor ones and, and all those things are typically all directors, screenplay, all those things are typically also best picture okay. nominees. But when you get down to these other categories, there are other films that shine in certain departments, but maybe aren't as good in other ones. Okay. Uh, so I really appreciate that, I, but I also really appreciate good costuming. I think it's... I think it's definitely started in high school because I went to Seneca High School. Not Seneca Valley, by the way. Everybody thinks that. But I went to Seneca High School and... Different strokes. <laughs> Darn dog. But anyway, so when in our musicals in high school, we always had such a supporting cast of... We called them costume moms, but costume parents and, and family members who everybody showed up to put it together, and our costumes were always so good. Okay, and so from from a, from the very start, I always saw costuming as a very personal family thing, and very much tied to how the success of a show. And then I went to Point Park University, their conservatory, obviously, and just seeing how the passion and all these things that those people had for for the costuming, and and how much it really adds and enhances the story. I just so I have such a respect for for costumers. That, all of this to say that <laughs> gonna, we're going to pick our favorite uniforms in the NFL, and it, I'm leaving the bills out of it because I would just say our um, either our throwbacks or our color rush because I love the red jerseys, but yeah. when you talk about the Rams, I am picking the Rams throwback uniforms. Kay. I love, and also, they're wearing them for the Super Bowl, which is awesome. Oh, they got like all throwbacks. Like they're a really, really cool uniform, uh, but the... The, it's just an honor to be nominated it would be the powder blues for the Chargers because I love those jerseys. Okay. But for me, it's the LA Rams yellow throwback jerseys. I think They're so slick and they're cool and they have just the right amount of retro, but they're modernized enough that they're, that they're just really sleek. And I like that a lot. I think it's a re- really cool look.
1: Now I feel bad about my answer. Why? Because <laughs> I was going to pick Miami's. Yeah. Like throwback uniforms. That's okay.
0: Miami's throwback uniforms are cool. I love Miami's throwback <laughs> yeah. uniforms. Like a lot of throwbacks are gross, Pittsburgh Steelers. Green <laughs> Bay Packers. Hey <laughs> Tell me the Green Bay Packers throwbacks are pretty. Not pretty. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I look at a football uniform and say that's pretty. I do. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I accidentally say, Oh, it's intermission when it's halftime. <laughs> um
1: yeah I, I, I love that color combination. I just, I've never been a fan since they changed it. And I like them the last handful of years they have been wearing it more and yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's cool and I just wanted to go back to it. <laughs> um, So now I feel like I had to pick a different answer. No, it's fine. Uh, I love, I love when any team wears black. Like Yeah? I don't, Oakland doesn't okay. count because their color is black but I love like... the Ravens? Yeah. I like, like their black. I love like, Arizona. I like when they break out oh, the black yeah, jerseys. yeah, I do like their jerseys,
0: yeah. Um, I, I just think that's cool. Another team I will say, though, that I thought about was the Seahawks and their neons. Oh, uh, I hate that. Oh, really? I don't like it at all. Why? I don't that's know. It's so cool. It just looks like, uh, I don't know, it looks like you're wearing a...
1: Remember when morph suits were big? And... Listen,
0: the Dolphins, is, their color's teal. It's basically a neon color.
1: Yeah, but it's not a highlighter. Okay, highlighters are cool. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless... I'm gonna throw out one more. You oh. don't have to answer it, because right. I feel like maybe you'll agree, or maybe you'll wanna talk about somebody else. <laughs> no, I love else. it, I love it. Uh going uh little best sound editing. Best
0: sound editing. Okay.
1: That yeah, was the best thing I could come up with. I'm like I'm googling like Oscar nomination things uh, as okay. you're talking, because okay. I don't I don't know anything about it. That's but I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna throw out some appreciation for Tony Romo.
0: Oh, oh, I like that. It's just, oh, that was so cool. He's I'm so, so happy you thought of that. He's
1: so intelligent in oh. the booth, and he's made such a big leap. Oh, I yeah. mean, you've seen other players go in. Jason Witten's an example. I mean, I don't think there was anything wrong with Jason Witten, yeah. but he has a lot to learn, and he, yeah. he admitted that. He's like, yeah, I've made some mistakes, and I think that's great, and that's cool, but Tony was pretty darn near seamless.
0: I mean, really, he walked right in the first day and was like, wow, that's... And
1: it's, it's amazing how intelligent he is when saying like this is what they're gonna do and then they do it but more so than that I love just the stupid goofy things he right. says because he's so he's so relatable Yeah. like I remember because there were a few times in the Pats Chiefs game when all the refs would get together and then the head ref uh, Ch- Chet I think it's Chet yeah. Ble- Bleakman would it be like the game clock is perfect oh and Tony it? is like okay thanks <laughs> Like right we're all thinking that in it, our living room. was like, oh. It happened twice. And I remember it. My, my dad said on the second one, he's like, yeah, go ahead, Tony, say it again. <laughs>
0: and he He was like,
1: thanks, guys. <laughs> and I remember my favorite. I can't remember what it was. It was last year. It was his first year. Pretty, I, I think it was the second half of the year. But okay. he said something relatively Dangerous, where he kind of insulted CBS. Oh God! And my dad and I were just like, "Oh my God!"
0: I I can't remember. I
1: bet we could Google it. No, but like he was making a joke. He was being Uh, silly. Right. But it was just like, "Oh my God, Tony, you like (laughs) like insulted your boss." They never
0: fired Tony (laughs)
1: Romo. And and Jim Nance was like, "Oh."
0: Also, there's another thing. They make a really great team. They do. You know what I mean? Because Jim Nance has always been incredible, and I love hearing Jim Nance on the call. And this is why I love CBS's team, and I'm so happy they're the Super Bowl instead of Fox. Because I can't... First of all, I can't stand Joe Buck. <laughs>
1: you no, know, you, I feel like you've said that like the last
0: three episodes. I, I, listen, I will just say this, is that first of all, he doesn't seem like a very nice person, and I know that I'm judging him, and I don't really know a lot about him. I can just say that... I feel like you can learn a lot about a person when you hear them call a football game. I will just say that. But also... He never seems excited about what's happening in the game. If you listen to some of the last couple touchdowns and the last couple big plays in the Fox Chit in the NFC Championship game, they seem way less excitable than when Jim Nance calls it. Because Jim Nance freaks out when a play happens. And it's awesome, and that's what you want. I don't. I remember my freshman year at Penn State when we were going there together. My first college class ever was uh, oral comp. And we had to give a speech once on something we liked, and I gave a speech on color commentary or play-by-play calling for sports games that's because cool. that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I went up to this. I went up to the board and I drew up a play, and I was like, "Tell me which one's more exciting." And it was like the quarterback rolls out, dodges a sack, throws it for a touchdown. And then the second time, I like freaked out and I called <laughs> it, and it was dramatic and stupid, and everybody really laughed at me. But the point is that. A good play-by-play call and color call combination lends and enhances the broadcast. And I will say this: I would rather watch a game called by Jim Nance and Tony Romo than be at it live. Oh, huh. yeah. If I had a choice between the two, I'd rather watch it so that I could hear the two of them talk about it than be there live. And there are may there aren't pretty much any other team that I would say that about.
1: Okay, uh, okay, that's you know fair. what I
0: mean. Then but I love that way. I love that. I love that. I love that you brought that up and made that connection. Because first of all, the sound design—that's really clever. <laughs> I got to give you props for that. But also, I just—you're right. And on that la- one of the last touchdowns that they had, it was fourth down, and they went for it on fourth and inches. And he said, "All right, he's killing it right here. This normally means a motion right over and a run out to the right." Two seconds later, Jim Nance says, "And he's into the end zone for a touchdown." It's incredible. He yeah. did it four times in the last drive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here you go.
1: There's your Oscar. To- here you go, Tony Romo. There's your Oscar, Tony. Now everybody's making fun of him because they're like
0: Tony uh, Romo finally made it to the Super Bowl, and it's like oh. Uh. Uh. <laughs> it is cool though because uh, our friend of the show Mike tweeted afterwards. I'm glad that that Tony's finally given the respect he deserves, and I'm like, and I and I agreed with him. I was like, I've always been a Tony Romo fan, and I was never on the let's tear Tony Romo down train when he was playing in the NFL. I've always loved the way he played, uh, but he, he's right. I'm glad people are finally seeing because man's a genius. He really. He really is a very smart guy. Yeah. So, nice. Sound design, I like
1: it. Thanks. And you talked about Jim Nance. So. Yeah. So you kind of yeah. threw out one there, too. Yeah.
0: Same uh, team. They're a power duo. Any other ones you want to do? Or don't uh, I don't them? know anything else about the Oscars. You know? <laughs> That's a, I, I'm surprised that you don't like the
1: Oscars. I'm, not an, I'm just not an award show guy. I don't know I, why. See, I, I, I love never award had shows. Been. I, never had I also
0: just like to watch the hosts and the comedy, because it's a dream of mine to host an award show. Somewhere. I mean, I
1: understand that. Like, so. opening
0: monologues are fun, but...
1: Alright. Whatever. Uh, so... get this disappoint.
0: Do you want to talk about the Pro Bowl or do you want to go right to reads?
1: Uh, what... Do you have something to talk about necessarily? I just what wrote I mean, the Pro Bowl. It's, it's happening. It's The Pro Bowl's cool. Like, <laughs> I, I, will, I enjoy the fun little activity things added. I was gonna say, added.
0: I will say I enjoy the Pro Bowl more than most people because for me, football is football and even though it's Yeah, not, you would. I... I but also, here's the thing is that I'm not... How do I explain this? Hitch is one of my favorite movies, okay? okay? But it's not... It didn't win any awards because it's not that type. It's not... In terms of that, it's not a good movie. Okay. So I would rather watch Hitch than some of the Oscar-nominated films this year, but I'm not going to say that it's better. You know what I mean? But I still enjoy watching it.
1: Yeah, okay. That's right. So, I,
0: so I, I enjoy watching the Pro Bowl because it's fun, but I'm not going to say it's the best. I, I guess that's a bad example because...
1: Well, I know... I just feel like sometimes, and I feel like it is the knock that teams. I mean, I guess it's basically like an offensive thing. Like yeah, teams don't hit
0: That's true. like too
1: much, and, and there's no
0: reason for them to because it's only it's like a twenty five thousand dollar bonus. And
1: I didn't even know they made money.
0: Yeah, the winning team gets fifty thousand dollars, and the losing team gets twenty five thousand. Oh, it, see, the one sport where it matters is baseball because they play for home field advantage for the. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. The baseball all-star game, whichever side wins, that's, that conference gets home field advantage during the World Series. Oh, that's cool. Which is, what it's not anything you could do in the NFL. Right, it wouldn't work. Right <laughs> or now, or but. basketball, but, because um, seating's different in baseball, too. I don't really understand it, because it's a boring sport. But, <laughs> uh, regardless, uh, yeah, we don't have to and I do like And I do like watching the skills competition. I like the, the passing with the targets, and dodgeball's always fun, but... Uh, so I guess we can go to cold reads, right? Yeah. That was a good segue into one of my first cold reads. Uh Friend of the show, Mina Kimes. I'm just kidding. God. We're gonna get Mina Kimes on the show one day. I hope we do. But regardless, I know I talk about her a lot because she's my favorite. But she had a tweet conversation <laughs> with somebody over the weekend, and the question was which quarterback would win in a round robin one versus one dodgeball tournament? God. So I want you to think of the 32 starting quarterbacks, and I want you to pick I want you to tell me. Who the final four would be and who would win.
1: Oh, this is so hard. No,
0: it's not. It's fun. I mean, I don't even understand. So it's... They're playing... like are they are. Is it 2v2? No, what would happen was all 32 quarterbacks would be put by themselves in a full 32-person bracket, 16 on one side, 16 on one other side, and they would play one versus one all the way up through the tournament. And I want you to give me who you think the final four would be. 1v1. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Who the final four would be? Yeah, and then out of the four, which one would win the whole tournament?
1: uh okay tom brady no
0: i'm kidding, <laughs> I was kidding. uh
1: deshaun watson's in there for me i like me. that um probably russell wilson all right I like that he's smaller yeah he's duck, quick duck around i feel like deshaun watson's like shifty yeah Wiggly is what I was thinking. He's like, doesn't <laughs> have bones. He's gonna be like, ooh. Why don't we
0: record a video? I, I know we need, to, a we need to <laughs> maybe next season Webcam. we'll
1: be live video too. Um two more. This is hard because I'm trying to think, like I think some like stronger on quarterbacks would like advance a little bit, but they're not gonna make it that far. Okay. Um because I feel like if a player like Joe Flacco wouldn't be mobile, but I feel like with how he rockets I the ball, it might. I I the it reason the I'm thinking, like Baltimore. if <laughs> Joe, okay, well now I feel like that's for different reasons though, because that's I feel dodging, like,
0: but you think he'd be accurate. I think the he'd ball. be,
1: he throws, it's been documented so much. I don't know if we've ever talked about it. I know we've talked about it in person, but yeah. he throws the ball so hard where I feel like if you're throwing it in dodgeball, obviously you want to catch it to get that person out. But right. if you, with Joe Flacco, you might not catch the you ball. Catch it, yeah. But I don't. He wouldn't right. because of the all mobility. Right. He won't make it to the final four. Right? All right. So that was my where I'm thinking there. I'm just not trying to. I don't want this to be weird, but I'm trying not just to do like all the black shifty guys. Like you could be like <laughs> Lamar because he can run around. Right. But, I'm I, trying to be more interesting than that. But it's difficult because I mean, if we're thinking there about are it mobile like quarterbacks.
0: Like, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is okay. going to get there. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would get to I the Final Four. I would consider Drew Brees. Why? Because here's the thing. is Drew Brees is sneaky shifty. Especially like when you watch him in the pocket, he dodges things that you don't think he should dodge. And the other thing about him is that he has better arm strength than you think, but he's so accurate when he throws it. There are some quarterbacks that have the arm strength that would miss totally. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I- I'm surprised you haven't brought up Pat Mahomes.
1: Yeah, that'd be a good choice too. Uh, the reason I wouldn't pick drew Brees because you're correct yeah but i think that comes from a true football iq standpoint where he that's knows fair. how he needs to navigate but the pocket not, not necessarily it's not
0: sheer athleticism
1: right it's i mean there's obviously athleticism involved with it but he knows how pockets work and feels those pressures where foot or dodgeball it's just like oh what am i gonna do
0: i will say this mina kimes's final four was pat mahomes russell wilson lamar jackson and mitchell trubisky Huh,
1: mitch that's interesting yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out. I'm gonna be a wimp and pick the finals. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, who would you say? Do you have different answers than things we've said?
0: No, I pretty much the same. I honestly would put Josh Allen in there. I, like I, I know may, that. It,
1: feel like he'd be bad because you could just well, hit anywhere well, on a and I know that he's seven. I know that he's. Game.
0: I know that he's big. He's six foot five. Thank you. And I just I think that huh. I, he's really quick and he's fast and he's got a cannon. So I, I would like that in the notch I, would, I would throw it at Josh Allen's foot. And he'd and jump out. over it like he jumped over Anthony Barr. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Second cold read. Uh, this one's quick because I have a third one anyway. This the third one's fun. Second one is Does it mean this one's not fun? I mean this one's just You're like a quick going to this one with a bad attitude already. Like this, this sucks. It's a, just a quick answer. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather in this scenario you have to lose in the playoffs either way?
1: Okay. Would
0: you rather lose the way the Saints did this year or lose the way the Saints did last year? Ooh, that's weird. Uh, I'd
1: rather lose the way they lost last year. Okay, okay. Because at least it's fair. All
0: right, I appreciate fair. that. Fair. I mean, I mean, it is fair. I mean, the guy fell down. It's his fault.
1: Right, like there's no controversy. All right, I there's no, like that. There's, there's, last year they identified this is where we messed up. Yeah. If, this had... if we'd done this a little bit better... They can't say that this year.
0: It's funny, though, because I feel like some people, that I feel like that could be the, somebody's argument for the other way. Right. I that mean, they would rather lose knowing that we should have won, and it was taken away from us.
1: That's a real interesting you know standpoint I mean? and argument, but...
0: I wouldn't say it, but...
1: I don't think you would, and I feel like that's kind of the, this might sound harsh, but like the loser's way to look at it.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right, because it's like, oh, we should have won, but we didn't. Right. So... I like that answer. Like I said, it was quick. This one's fun. I saw somebody do something similar to this on Twitter, and I kind of morphed into my own thing. Okay. All right, so here's the scenario. Yeah. You need a touchdown to win the game. A field goal doesn't tie, so maybe you're down like four or five. Okay. If you had one play left from the 20-yard line, so this is at the beginning of the red zone, and you have to score a touchdown to win the Super Bowl, who's the coach that draws up the play, who's your quarterback, and who's your wide receiver? And these are current people in the NFL only.
1: Uh, Sean. Could, I what? guess you could
0: do a running back too if you wanted, but I figured it'd be a receiver. It
1: uh, it's Sean McVay, okay, Aaron Rodgers, okay, and DeHop because you. I don't even think you need a brilliant head coach. My, I I do corner posts. That's well, exactly the same back exactly. shoulder pass. I would say DeHop's gonna catch it. Sean Payton,
0: <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine those two together, though, with the way that Aaron Rodgers perfected yeah, the back shoulders? Rogers. Well, not no. I'm talking about Deirdre oh, Deirdre, oh my god, it'd be disgusting back shoulder pass, like those two. <laughs>
0: because there's the thing is that Devonte Adams has become one of the best in the league, but I think it's because of Aaron Rodgers. I think that <laughs> eh, I'm not. I'm not saying that he would be. He couldn't work. Well, but my point. My point is that he has gotten to the point that he has, and he he would be what he is right now anywhere because okay. he's that good. But he became that good because Aaron coached him to it, I think. Interesting. And helped him get there. I like that. You know what I mean? I mean, there are receivers receiver. Like, I think a guy like Zay Jones who's gotten better, uh, you know, a rec- receiver on, on my team, the Bills, uh, he's gotten better in the last year. Yeah. But I feel like had he played with a guy like Brady or, or Breeze or Rodgers, his growth would have been accelerated. You know what I mean? Instead of playing with Tyrod and now Josh Allen his first year. Okay. So, but... A got like DeAndre Hopkins with Aaron Rodgers would be disgusting. So I I hope they draft a, a, a receiver in their first couple of rounds. It'll be fun to see really what they will, do. But, It'll be fun to see. I um, think they will. I think they might. I don't know. I feel like Lafleur would be the guy to be like, give me my receiver. <laughs> well, they're gonna get a B. I think it'd be awesome.
1: I would also enjoy it. I think it'd be fun.
0: Uh, yeah. Those that was my those are my three goals.
1: Okay. Um, you did highlight something I did want to talk about of being a cold read yeah um and that is Andrew Whitworth the left tackle of the Los Angeles Rams coming out and talking and he did say just the big quote that stood out to me and I mean it's the headline quote obviously but he said of the saints and everybody complaining it's an excuse and in some ways I guess it is but just tell me your thoughts I guess Tell me you think he wouldn't be in the same seat if it was just
0: roles reversed. You mean, tell me he wouldn't be talking about it, too? Yeah. I mean, he would be. And I think he knows that, too. I just. It's a good argument because it's a good argument. It doesn't matter who it's coming from, whoever would have said it. It's true. But that being said, the play was so egregious that. Pretty much everybody agrees that it should have been different, and I don't. I think that Andrew off off camera when it's just if it were just him and I alone in a room, and I asked him, he'd be like, "Yeah, it was unfair, but we won. Who, who cares? We're going to the Super Bowl." Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so again, I get it, and I get why you say it to kind of silence everybody who's critiquing you, so that you can feel comfortable if you win the Super Bowl without it being tainted. Uh, but,
1: but that really like that seems so
0: harsh. It. I mean, it is, and, it, but the, and I feel like. That seems unfair. It's harsh and it's unfair because it's it's minimizing the moment. Because he he's right. There was a face smack that wasn't called. There were a couple of roughing the passers that probably weren't called. Because first of all, we, we we'll talk about this next week in we preview. Jared Goff had a hell of a game. He stood in that pocket when he was under duress per, pretty much the entire game. He had pressure on him all day, and he was making great throws. Yeah, uh, but. Those plays may have happened, but plays like that happen every week and every drive in the NFL, Yeah, no matter what game you're playing. Plays like that last one, that P.I., don't happen almost ever when it's that bad. So Andrew Whitworth has a point, but it it doesn't add up to me. It just minimizes that moment and how bad it was. Because you could talk and you could talk and you could talk about – uh, you know, I've been rejected before. Or I've been rejected before. Girls haven't liked me before. But that's different than I dated this girl for a year and she broke my heart. Yeah. You know, those are two different types of pain. So th- you're, you're trying to compare two things that are two different scales, apples and oranges. They're, th- you think they might be the same because they're fruits, but they're totally different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So, so I, again, that, nah, that's all I have to say about that.
1: Okay. So. Going to the opposite championship game. Um, I'm trying to think of, cause I You're I know, about <laughs> I know, no, I know the scenario I want to talk about. So the Chiefs got the ball back with about three minutes, 40 seconds to go and they were down. Oh, and this is when they scored to take the lead. Take back. the lead okay.
0: up by 28, 24, right? Or no, oh, 28 something.
1: I, yeah, it was, I mean, wasn't it a field goal game at that point? Cause that's all the Pats had to do to get to OT.
0: No, I don't remember. Pats won 37 31, so they must have gone up. Regardless. Oh, yeah, it was it was 28 24 because the Pats scored a touchdown and then the Chiefs kicked the field goal to send it to the Oh, the, the last
1: side. second. OT. Yes. You're right. Okay. Anyways, so we're setting the scene. They have just a couple minutes before the two minute warning and they get down to, I think it was actually the pass interference call, so they put them at the one. Mm-hmm. At that point, they scored the touchdown.
0: On the very next play. And yeah. the next Give play. It to Damian Williams, I believe.
1: Should you play for a win and score right then and there, or do you need to have better clock management skills? Because I think about and I talked to this with my dad and I was very adamant about how that was the wrong call, even before they called it. I said, You kneel, you tell your running back not to go in, and you at least take it down to the two minute warning, because you're giving them four timeouts. I remember in the second Pat Super Bowl Ahmad Bradshaw fell
0: into the end zone because he wanted to stop. He wanted to stop.
1: <laughs> but I think that's the correct thing. So I know, and it, it it was done earlier this year, remember, when Todd Gurley decided not to score that touchdown. But and that's he, different. Though. It's different because it's a different scenario and it's yeah. different and not as much as on the line. But I feel, and I'm telling you, I'm prompting this up way too much. It's supposed to be you talking, but I was so darn upset. I was yelling. I wasn't yelling at my dad. But I was like, when they have this, Andy Reid needs to be smart enough to tell his guy not to go in right now. And they did.
0: I'm never going to tell my guy not to score. <laughs> I, I, I understand what you're talking about. But if you're down, I mean, what was the score? Uh, they went, Oh, I guess it was a field goal game. So they could have tied it either way. Yeah. But um, I can't. Because even if they kneel the clock once or twice and, and force them to use timeouts or force the time to go down, what if they don't score? I mean, that's you know a know possibility. I mean? like you have to score in that moment. That's a possibility. That should, that should be your highest concern, and I understand that you're giving it back to Brady and all this stuff, but I feel like that's a question that's only really honestly asked in hindsight. You're right. Because it they could have scored there and stopped over the next play and won. You know what I mean?
1: Which almost happened. I mean, with the offsides interception and and whatnot, yeah. Stuff. We we joke all the time about. Well, actually, it's changed my role as like you're like if I'm a head coach, I'm hiring you as my OC, and like (laughs) we've talked other times, like I'm the GM and I hire you as my head coach, and and we (laughs) toy about that all the time. But you don't know how big of a debate you and I would have had on the sideline in that moment because I would have completely been we need to use more clock well, right now and see
0: i think in my head i it's almost, that was the
1: first thing i wasn't the play
0: the play the play that they called was almost a compromise i feel because they didn't throw it and they just ran it up the middle and i i'm thinking that andy is thinking in his head we run it so that if we don't get it in then the clock runs but at least we're trying you know what i mean
1: and but you're right but i feel like and andy reed we've talked about it all year about him being one of the most vital cogs of all the success on that here's here's what i would have done and obviously i've had time to think about it right and whatnot but you have three i think it was three or four seconds until the two-minute warning And
0: did did the pats have all their timeouts all
1: three timeouts because when they scored it was like 201 202 and i said you just gave tom brady four timeouts right and i anyways with as athletic of a quarterback as you have I say you have your quarterback roll out. That's going to take up that four seconds. If you don't have something develop, you throw it away. So you still have it at the one. Okay. And you use that time. Okay. That's what I would have done. Now, granted, I had time to think about it. Yeah. And I wasn't there on the sideline in the heat of the moment. But that is what I feel like as an offensive guru, you need to know exactly what you're going up against and how Tom Brady has rewritten the legacy book by doing things that he did.
0: Right. But if you roll out like that, and you go under the two minute warning. Didn't it already go under the two minute warning anyway on the kickoff?
1: No, it didn't. Oh. Which I thought it should have because I said, well, you need to squib kick it because that's right. going to make it do it. But he just took a knee and it didn't, which I guess I didn't understand the rule because I was pretty upset about that too. My dad's like, that's not how it works.
0: So. I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying. I just don't think I could ever do it as a coach. I'd be like, score. We need to win this game.
1: I get it, and I, I understand <laughs> that mindset. And I, you play to win the game, but gosh darn, I, I feel like it has to be. That was the first thing on my mind. I mean, that's
0: got to be something that they think about now and look back on and say, but that was the first. Later, that but. was the
1: first thing on my mind when they were put in that position, and I looked at the clock and I was yeah. like, Tom Brady, this is he's this is why Tom Brady is who Tom Brady is because he's right. done this. Every single time he's had the opportunity, almost pretty much, and and it's just it's like you need to do something a little unconventional to stop it, and they didn't, and the narrative was written the way it was, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So I just wanted to get your thoughts because I I thought we would probably differ on that, and we do, but yeah.
0: We'll probably never be in that situation
1: anyway. Well, that's depressing. We can always like hope, can't we? I
0: mean, I could hope, but nobody's gonna <laughs> hire me as a head coach.
1: Well, you gotta start your. You gotta like go be a ball boy and okay. deflate Tom's balls, and then you get elevated or
0: fired. I don't think you, that guy was fired, was he? I thought wasn't he blamed? Uh,
1: probably. Yeah, I mean, he was.
0: You should have. Uh, was it SNL that did it, where all the Boston famous actors did it, and it was called "I'm the Locker Room Guy." It's like Ben Affleck. I don't think I saw that. It's like no. Ben Affleck and Matt fine, no. Damon, and they all went through. And they're like, I'm the locker room guy. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. It was funny. Anyway. Have any uh, tidbits for us this week? One tidbit, and okay. it's a prompt, so it's a question.
1: That doesn't sound like a tidbit.
0: Patriots have made the Super Bowl for the third straight year. There are only two other teams in the NFL that have ever done that. They're the third one with either two teams. I
1: know it's Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Legitimately, since it's been called the Super Bowl, because we could say the Browns and all their no, championship no, no, no. runs. And, it's been called the Super Bowl. And whatnot. I, don't, I think it has uh, three. I don't think did Pittsburgh go to three in a row. No. I don't think they went to three in a row. Why is this funny? Oh, it's Miami. It is Miami.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is Miami. The, the, the three teams that have only gone to three in a row are Miami, Buffalo, and England it's now.
1: Miami lost the first yeah. one. Wasn't that funny? In a row. <laughs> They're
0: yeah, all the AFC East. represent AFC East. The Jets got to go three in a row now. Well, <laughs> destiny. But I thought that was funny, so that's my that's my little tidbit. I I, I phrased it that way because I figured you wouldn't get Miami, so I thought it'd be funny. Well, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Had to think about it for a second. Had to think about it. Do we have any five second questions or?
1: Um, no, I'm gonna save them for next week. Okay. Because I do have a few things, but they're very Super Bowl related and whatnot. So. I you have something for me? I did, but it's Super Bowl related. So oh. since you said that, we'll okay. just wait then. Guess we will save it. All right. Yeah, so uh, make sure you tune in next week. We're going to be talking... My friends' is that we're both going to be in studio next week talking about... It. I'm going to cancel next week now. I almost said the F word. <laughs> <laughs> not going to come in and record, so... I'll record. But that doesn't... Still An makes episode your friend, will be published Still makes next your week. friend's fortune wrong. Still wrong. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, so we will be talking all about the Super Bowl. We're going to get in-depth, break some things down. Absolutely uh it'll be fun yeah we'll, a time. we'll cry a little probably, probably. You turn to super Bowl. anyways you're a good kid
0: you're a great kid yeah
1: <laughs> we're gonna go see the dragon ball z movie tonight yeah! i guess it's not dragon ball z it's anymore. it's dragon ball super That's just dumb i'm gonna always okay. i'm never well, gonna watch. not call it super you're dragon gonna ball hate z. it then well, no i i will make some kind of comment when they go super Saiyan blue and i'm that's dumb. I mean, that's probably gonna be part of the storyline. It's probably gonna be like the first six minutes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna yell "ope." I swear to God, I'm gonna yell "ope" in the super middle of this. Super Saiyan Blue is cool. Ugh.
0: Why isn't it cool?
1: We don't need to talk about this.
0: Okay. <laughs> <on air. laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we don't have any friends. So to eventually, they're gonna go character.
1: super Dragon Ball, super Saiyan Infinity. They just never stop. I guess that's what bothers me. Okay. Like Super Saiyan was supposed to be like the thing, and they're like, "We can go Super Saiyan two, here's three, here's us turning back into the monkey, here's blue." What? Like what? There's probably some I don't do even they know came about. Up with
0: good reasons for each one, it wasn't like they just decided to go to a number level. No, was, I feel like they, were, they just. If anything, it on. I feel like we'd have been pissed at Super Saiyan two. I mean... It's just extra lightning bolts to you like they your hair. You're right.
1: And then their hair got really long. For Three was century. awesome. I like. I loved it. And I, feel I like love I four too. The four
0: is a good example of nah, what. It, anyway, we're nah, going to talk about this forever. Dumb. Anyway. Don't like it. We don't have pals, Pix or French watch this week so we got to fill that time right something. Yeah, I know. Uh, I feel like people will enjoy that. If you that stuck little. with us this long. Thanks. Um, everybody,
1: have a great week. Enjoy yeah. the Pro Bowl. If uh, for some reason we have the last two minutes of the Saints-Rams game, enjoy that.
0: Yeah, it won't happen, but regardless, thank <laughs> you, God bless.